Hey, you're listening to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shane on 1973. Here's your host, Shane Lakita. It's kind of like the Twilight Zone going on right now because I am recording this in the evening. It's about 8.15 on the evening of the 18th, I think, which is a Tuesday. But um, I feel like time's been getting away from me a little bit with all of the holidays and with the retail environment that I'm working in that I've been traveling throughout the whole entire state, just going from place to place. And it feels like it's just big huge moving target that happens during the holidays and and during the shopping time frames that everybody's out getting crazy and getting busy spending money we're trying to sell trying to close deals all kinds of stuff going on so my daytime life has been really hectic so I thought I'd catch up with you guys right now seeing as how I haven't done a podcast in about six days and I think it's time I think it's time for me to be able to catch up with you because uh, as I was sitting on the couch tonight, I was sitting there with my wife and we were watching the news and on the weather, they had this little red spot on the seven day forecast for up here in Maine. And it said it's going to be 36 degrees seven days from now, which is actually Christmas day. The red spot was Christmas day. So it represented that for me. And I was like, you know what? Um, I think that's pretty crazy that it's coming up as fast as it is. So I thought I'd catch up with each one of you guys. Because I feel as if we're in a good spot, but we're in a place where we are maybe struggling, maybe we are trying to put one foot in front of the other to be able to push forward during this holiday season. Now, if you guys have been watching on the YouTube channel, and you've been watching me and Jonathan Giordano with our two kitchen tables and a microphone, if you have not seen it, uh, look us up on YouTube at 2KTM. And you'll be able to see in our last episode, we talked a lot about all the things that goes on in our brains during the holiday time frame, okay? And so think about it this way. We got past Halloween. Everybody was like moving around with all the chocolates and the candies and the bags and all the stuff and the kids bringing all the goodies home and you trying to separate everything out and get rid of some candies. And we talked about the struggles around Halloween. And then we talked about Thanksgiving. What's your plan around Thanksgiving? Are you going to be walking around that turkey? Are you going to be tiptoeing around? Are you going to dive in? Are you going to be slathering gravy all over your face? Are you going to be throwing it in the bowl next to it or going portion control and be able to move it out that way? Like what direction were you going to be able to go in? Did you have a plan? Were you able to work everything out? Were you able to move the right direction during Thanksgiving? So now we're coming up on the last section of where we're at with the holidays, okay? So Halloween, then Thanksgiving, and now we're coming into the really hot areas, right? The areas where sugar plums are flying, chocolate morsels are going everywhere, Christmas cookies are every abundant place, potlucks are going on at work, buffets are going on different places, family outings, family dinners, all the stuff that goes on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, all that stuff. 
it may be a stressful time for some people. Maybe they're looking at the fact that it's coming up on Christmas and a little depressed. Maybe they've lost a loved one during the Christmas holidays, or maybe they're having a really difficult time. And they just, you know, maybe they curb that time frame with eating or making decisions that maybe they shouldn't be making or those kind of things. Whatever it is, this is the holidays, and this is a definitely difficult time for different reasons for people. Now, we normally think of holidays as being the fact that when I was growing up and I thought of Christmas growing up, I thought of Charlie Brown Christmas. I thought of the cartoons I used to watch as a family. We used to make sure we set time aside with me and my sister and my family and all those good things. It was an innocent time, and it was a time where Christmas felt pretty wonderful when I was young, and I didn't really have a lot to worry about. But as we age and we get older, we get into this whole mode of looking around. Responsibilities get heavier and heavier. Stresses get deeper and deeper. Uh, The crutches that we lean in on become more and more important to our life. We became our vices become more and more vital to what we think might be the fact that we can only put one foot in front of the other, but we ha- we need these things, whether it's food or alcohol or whatever else that goes on whenever all this stress comes down on us. And it's interesting because here we are, we're at the precipice of another Christmas, 2018, another holiday season, and after Christmas, it doesn't get any better, right? Between Christmas and New Year's, I'm thinking about it. Now that I think about the actual holiday time frame, you got more potlucks, you got dinners, maybe you're going over to some people's houses, maybe you're meeting up with some old friends that are in town. Maybe New Year's Eve is a big day where you're going to be kicking off the New Year's and going out and celebrating, dropping the ball somewhere, eating some good food, you know, having a few adult beverages, whatever it is, right? Okay, we all know what the dynamic of what the holidays are looking like. And... Just like we spoke on the video the other day, the key to all of it is, is to be mindful of the things that you're doing. It's okay to have some of the buffet. It's okay to eat some of the chocolates. It's okay to have a cookie. It's okay to to satisfy Auntie Marlene's craving of giving you a piece of the pumpkin pie or a piece of the peppermint bark or whatever it is. It's okay to do those things. Just be mindful. One of the things I talked a lot about them helping be successful on Thanksgiving was when I had all of these different foods, turkeys, gravies, potatoes, stuffings, all this different stuff laid out in front of me. And I was like, okay, well, here's all my food. Here's everything where I normally would act like Pac-Man and go around the table going, and eat up all the food all over the table, all over everything. And I would just eat it and I would stuff my face and then I would be fat on a log and I would just fall asleep with the tryptophan kicking in and then would get up about an hour later and go get some more and that would be my daily routine. Well, there's a couple things I want to uncover with that. As we talked about on the video was this year I was mindful. I had portion control. I only ate a certain amount. I put a little bit on my plate, a little bit of turkey, a little bit of gravy, a little bit of potatoes, some of the stuffing, a little bit of um, sweet potatoes or whatever else that was on there. A little bit of I can't believe it's not butter, drizzled over the top. Had a great Thanksgiving meal. Put the plate away, rinsed it off, put it in the dishwasher, and walked over to watch some football. Now, that's a big deal for me because normally I would just continue to eat until I was absolutely stuffed, like I said. 
But that was a huge victory for me. A big victory for me is the fact that I was mindful. I thought about things. I was able to portion control myself. I was able to put a limit on the things that I was eating. Yeah, the stuff was still high calorie. And yeah, the stuff probably in my mind was saying I shouldn't be eating all this food. But it really wasn't that much food. It was I was I was portioned out. I made conscious decisions to make sure that I was eating smaller amounts of the foods that I really enjoyed and loved to eat. Okay, so that's the first part. That's the first part of my success during Thanksgiving. The other part was I was having a conversation the other day and we were having it with Jonathan Giordano's wife, actually. She was sitting down and she was talking about one of the things that she has a tough time with is on those days of eating when the family's all together because their family does like a Christmas Eve celebration where they eat all kinds of different foods, different fishes and different stuff like that. And then the next day at on actual Christmas, they have a big meal at their house and all kinds of stuff. And what she was saying was her hardest thing, the trigger for her is, is sitting around trying to find stuff to do to stop her from thinking about grazing on the food that was laid out all day long. Snacks, pies, cakes, turkey, ham, whatever it is that you have. So her issue was, I need to prepare myself for the fact that I have other things that I can do other than just sit and graze and eat this food that is facing me right now. And she discussed having a plan around that and thinking to herself, how do I, how can I navigate this space of knowing that if I just sit here in this warm air and the Christmas tree lit in the background, Christmas music might be going, everybody has their gifts, the kids are playing nice and quiet, almost like the beginning morning of that scene in Christmas Story when the kids are sleeping, kind of crashed out, and it's this nice little relaxed feeling. You got a drink in your hand. And what happens? You go up and you start grazing on the food. It's natural. It happens. Listen, it always happens in those kind of situations, in situations where we think, that, oh, you know what, this is just the normal. Maybe there's sports on TV. Maybe there's a college bowl game. Maybe the Christmas parade. Maybe you're looking at the Walt Disney World parade with Mickey Mouse and those guys. Or whatever it is that's going on in your household that creates that normal feeling and those triggers kick in. Give yourself something else to do to be able to curb that moment at that, at that moment in time where you think you have to eat or you have to stuff your face or you have to eat something at that moment in time, give yourself something else to do. So we discussed a couple things, right? One of them might be if you got kids around the house, why don't you go play with the kids? Go sit with the kids, play with them, take them outside, maybe throw the football. If it's nice outside, go do something. Even if it's cold outside, go out there and chuck something around and go skate around on the ice. Do something other than stuff your face. A couple other things that we thought about was if there's something that you want to run an errand real quick, even though most places are closed. And that's another reason why we get into the mode of, well, I'm just going to eat because I can't go to the store and I can't occupy my time at the gym because maybe most gyms are closed unless you're at a 24-hour place. Maybe not. Maybe so. But why not go for a walk? Why not put on your shoes after you just ate your meal and you're feeling pretty full? You're not overstuffed. Maybe you made some of those mindful decisions. Maybe you portion controlled some stuff out. You get your sneakers on. You carry your happy ass right over to the, uh, the, the door and just go. And just one foot in front of the other and go for a walk. Get some exercise. Burn a couple calories. Go do something to make you feel better, to step away from that situation. If it's cold outside, great. It'll give you a great boost of fresh air to clear your mind, almost like a palate cleanser of all the food that's sitting around and the smoky aroma that you're feeling with the food that's in the house. This will give you a nice palate cleanser to get outside and go do something. 
right? So that's the second thing. First, portion control, taking a look at what you're eating. If you're going to eat some of the bad stuff, that's okay. Just portion control it. Be mindful of how much you're putting in your mouth. Be mindful of how much you're eating. Track it anyway. If you're counting calories, track the calories. If you're counting points, track your points. If you're counting fat content, great. Track it. It's okay. One day is not going to kill you. Okay? So the second thing, like we just said, is find other things to do to curb your feeling of, I've got to eat. Do other things. Even if it's something as simple as get a crossword puzzle. Whip out a board game. Do something. And a lot of people, whenever they drink adult beverages, that also causes some hunger pains where people are like, well, if I drink, then I just start to eat. And the snacks come into play. Well, then you maybe you should drink a little less. <laughs> I don't know. Something to come up with to be able to be mindful of your situation. Okay, and here's another thing. Jonathan brought this up the other day. We've brought it up in the past, but this is a great idea. So as you are planning out your maybe Christmas meal, and you guys have got all kinds of food in the house, people have brought some stuff over, maybe you're having it at your house, right? You got all this food laid out, and everybody's going to have some good festive times, and they're going to be eating some food together, they're going to be doing whatever. At the end of everything, when everybody's sitting around, some people look like they're kind of getting anxious to leave or take off or go do different things. Pack a, a doggy bag for each one of those people. Uh, do it like they do at the restaurants. Pack up doggy bags. Send them out with other people. If you don't want the food around your house to be able to be just lingering around. And if those people don't want to take the doggy bag, here's something that we did back last year when we did our Bropocalypse event in Boston. We all had like these huge sandwiches and we were sitting there. Everybody's eating all kinds of food or whatever. We had all kinds of leftover food. And instead of throwing the food away or wasting it, we packed it up and we brought it down to a local shelter. Gave them all kinds of sandwiches, all kinds of food, all kinds of salads, all kinds of everything. They were so appreciative. And anybody, any soup kitchen, any homeless shelter, anything will be willing and able to be able to take on anything that you can donate to their cause, especially during the holidays when there's a lot of less fortunate people that are struggling out there. Okay, So that's another thing you could do. So you give the leftovers away or you go and you donate the leftovers. Get them out of your house. If you think you're going to be the grazer and you're going to do nothing but eat and eat and eat, give yourself permission to take care of the situation and do something about it, okay? So that's the third thing. Do something about the leftovers. Have a plan around the leftovers. Giving them away, going to shelters, doing all those things. And the second thing is, or I should say the fifth thing. What am I talking about the second thing? The fifth thing is make sure that you're prepared when you, if you fall and you slip and you make a mistake and you eat like you shouldn't eat and you're feeling in that mode of, I can't believe I just did that. And I can't believe I just ate that food. And I can't believe I just drank that much alcohol or I can't believe I did whatever. And you're in this guilty mode of where you're at. We've all been there. Every single one of us have been in this mode. We start feeling guilty. We start beating ourselves up. We start looking at ourselves going, man, I can't believe I just did that. Here's the fifth number one thing, I think, out of all of the things that we're talking about here for holiday preparedness, one of the biggest things to be able to take into consideration is you got to be able to have a plan to forgive yourself. It's so much easier said than done to forgive yourself when you make a mistake. 
because we're our own worst critic. We're going to literally look at ourselves and think that the one day that we have a slip up and we we eat the things that we probably shouldn't have, we eat the calories we probably haven't been eating, we've been doing a really good job, and then all of a sudden this one day causes this mental thing, this small little demon in our brains to be able to creep out and say, you're a failure. You're not worth it. You're the worst person in the whole entire world. We start telling ourselves all these things. Your, your whole journey is now off the rails. Now you are a food addict, and now you're getting into the guilty conscious, and now you're not feeling well, and all those things, everything. It's all, and then the brain starts to kick in. So before you get into that mode of feeling guilty and getting into this mode of self, I don't know what the word could be, just self, beating yourself up, literally forgive yourself. Say to yourself, hey, it's one day. Hey, it's one set of cookies. It's one overindulgence of calories. I tracked it. I'm moving on. Tomorrow is a new day. And we all know what happens after the new year. Everybody knows. So what usually happens is on Christmas Day, some people, if they do go off the rails on Christmas Day, they're like, well, for the next five days from Christmas all the way up to New Year's, I'm just going to keep going off the rails. And then on New Year's, it's all a new start for me. Well, make a new start the next day. If you make a mistake on the 25th, that's okay. On the 26th, it's a new day. You don't have to wait till the 1st. Start the next day. Start anew. Start afresh. Get out there and take a walk first thing in the morning on the 26th. Get out there and, and prepare some healthy foods. Get your food prep and done. Get yourself prepared for the in-between week that comes into play between the 25th and the 1st of the year. We're coming up on 2019. Everybody wants to hit their goals. Everybody wants to be amazing. Everybody wants to keep shooting for the stars. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you keep on delaying and keep pushing it off and you keep on not going for the goals that you go to because you're making excuses for it or you make adjustments to your whole entire time frame, eventually it's going to become just a big book of adjustments and, and, and excuses. So if you do make a mistake on the 25th, it's okay. It's all right. Forgive yourself. Move on. 26 is the new day. Go do new things. One of the other things that I was talking about in a couple podcasts ago and then a couple blogs or whatever else, as many of you know, one of the biggest things that I do with my son a lot of times is we go and we volunteer a lot of times. We go volunteer different places. So one of the things we have planned for January is we're going back to the Ronald McDonald House this year. We're going to help out some of the less fortunate folks. We go to some elderly homes. We go take care of that. We go clean up the bay. We go do different just all kinds of great events that we do that we keep giving back. Now, if on the 26th, you're feeling so far down in the dumps and you don't feel like you can turn it around, try that. Try to go do something good for somebody else. Get in your car and drive down to Dunkin' Donuts. Take 10 bucks or 20 bucks of your money. Walk into the line, pull in, you know, pull into the location, walk into the line and say, hey, to the person behind the barista or whoever or whatever the Dunkin' Donuts folks call them, say, hey, listen, I'm going to give you 20 bucks. I want you to pay for however many that covers for the next couple people and say Merry Christmas to, me, to them on me. You never know what kind of day you're going to change for somebody. And you don't need to, let, you know, to stay there to be able to see what happens. Walk right out, take off, go do what you're going to do. And then just know you made a positive impact on someone's life. And just see what that does to your whole entire mentality. Because you were feeling like you were the lowest of lows because you can't forgive yourself for eating the things you shouldn't have eaten or drank the things that you shouldn't have drank or whatever. 
But at the end of the day, you're now going to feel like I did something for somebody. I made an impact on someone's life and I changed their life and I could have changed it for so much the better that maybe they were having a really, really difficult time and maybe they were going through the same thing you just went through and now somebody just did something for them and you just never know. I'm going to end it with this. Okay, so the other day on CBS Sunday Morning, I was watching TV and I shared this on the, on the video cast the other day. I was watching this story about the Secret Santa guy. And everybody knows the story about this guy. He's, he's you know, multimillionaire. And the guy walks around with $100 bills and he gives them away to people randomly. Just walks around with a little Santa outfit. Not even a, a, a full Santa with the big beard. He just walks around and he wants his face to be anonymous. He doesn't want to be known, doesn't want to be seen, doesn't want anybody to know his name. And he walks around and he gives money away to people that he feels just need, need the money. They're in the grocery store. He hands it to the cashier and says, pay for their groceries. If he goes to Kmart or Walmart, he'll pay for people's layaways. He goes and hands out $100 bills or whatever. He's been doing this for years. And he's, you know, the media has covered him, but they don't, we don't really know who this person is. So he did something new this year. He went to a homeless gentleman. I think it was in Philadelphia. I can't remember what city it was in. He went over to this homeless gentleman and he said to him, hey, listen, I'm going to give you $3,000 worth of $100 bills. And I want you, from a homeless person's perspective, to give to others and get the feeling that I get every single day that I give to other individuals and take care of those situations. And I want you to give those $100 bills to people you choose fit. And whatever you choose to do is where you're going to go. So the camera kind of stood way back and they put a little mic on him and they did record some of the situations. And they had a couple people walk by that ignored him. He had his cup out. And he, I think he, was, he might have been doing something, maybe playing some music or something like that. And he walked by. And this guy walked by and put you know, it, last of his change in his cup. And so the homeless man looks at him and says, hey, come here real quick. Come here. I got to talk to you. The guy comes over, says to him, hey, what's up? He goes, listen, I just want to let you know I really appreciate you putting that money in that bucket for me. It means a lot to me. It's really something that... You know, I struggle with hard times and I'm in a really tough situation. So I want you to have this $100 bill and he hands it to him. And so the guy, you know, looks like a well-established dude, got a big beard, you know, whatever. He starts bawling his eyes out. And so the camera comes in for a real close-up shot and they go, what's going on? He goes, this guy just gave me 100 bucks." And he goes, well, then why are you crying? He goes, because I didn't know where I was going to get the money to pay for my kids' Christmas gifts. And this helps me to be able to give my kids gifts on Christmas. The guy took it at time out of his day to be able to put some change into somebody else's bucket, knowing that he couldn't even afford to give his own kids Christmas gifts for the holiday, and that karma turned around, and that good deed came back and gave him something back to give to him to say, here's $100 for you to be able to go get your kids gifts for Christmas, and it was an emotional, emotional scene, and then they did about 12 or 13 other people that he was giving these money out to. And all of them were just emotional wrecks for whatever situation that was there. Some people were just crying because it's just kindness. I gave to them and now he gives to me and I don't really understand it, but whoa, I can't believe this. Now at the end of the story, the secret Santa guy walked over to this homeless individual and thanked him, gave him a big hug, and then gave him another $3,000 and said, now you take this and go do whatever you need to do with this because you you earned it and you deserve it and you, it comes back to pay you forward too because you picked the right people to give the money to. And you did the right thing. So that story, the reason I share that with you is because it's stuck in my brain. 
no matter what's going on, no matter how tough times are getting, no matter how difficult things are, no matter how you're stuck in the brain of where you're at with the food you're eating or the things you're doing or the health-related issues you might have going on or the things that we think are really sucky in the world, go out and make a positive impact in life. Go out and make a positive impact on society. You're never going to know how it's going to feel until you go and do it. And then when you go and do it, you're going to know exactly how me and my son feel every time we leave an elderly home and we go in and we help them with whatever it is that we're helping them with. Or we go into the Ronald McDonald house to those less fortunate families and we're cleaning and we're painting and we're doing rebuilding this facility that's just there for people that can't afford to stay at hotels or whatever else while their children are sick. Those kind of things matter and it's that soul food that you need if you go and invest in others you're going to be surprised at what you get back tenfold just from the sheer feeling of knowing that you did something for somebody else so remember that this holiday season and remember at any time during the year it doesn't have to be during the holidays go do those kind of things clean slate it give yourself a palate cleanser of the drubbery that we have of our lives sometimes and the drubbery that we have of our diets that we're on the drubbery that we have of the overweightness that we feel or whatever it is that's there go out and do something for somebody because you're going to be surprised on how much of a boost of energy that's going to give you so that you could be successful moving forward directly after that okay Have a very Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays to all of you. Check out the video cast on YouTube, 2KTEM, right? Two kitchen tables and a microphone. You can check us out there. I've also got a new mailing list that I sent out on Instagram and everything else. If you want to be able to sign up for it, reach out to me. I can send you the link for it. I'm going to send out a newsletter for the Coffee Talk podcast and everything else. I'd love to be able to keep in touch with you guys different ways to keep you abreast of everything that's going on with our party in Arizona coming up, with our two kitchen tables ventures, with our no finish line nation stuff and everything. We want you to be a part of it. I want to keep you guys in the loop because if I can't do it through social media, through Facebook page because of the algorithms that they use, I'd love to be able to communicate with you guys in a different way. Okay. Have a very Merry Christmas and a happy holidays to all of you. Be safe, be kind, and let's go make it happen. Thanks for listening to the Coffee Talk with Liquid Chain on 1973 podcast. You can also follow him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Liquid Chain on 1973. Also, if you get a chance, leave some love on iTunes. Have a great day.